You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my name is Zeke Robison, and this is Wired. The next COVID-19 battle will be about vaccinating kids. Pfizer and Moderna are midway through clinical trials, and the public health system is well-versed in delivering childhood shots. The challenge? Politics. Earlier this week, the Tennessee Department of Health fired its top vaccine official, Michelle Fiscus. Her transgression? In May... She had sent a memo to pharmacies and physicians in the state, relaying a Tennessee Supreme Court decision that allows teens to seek medical care, including vaccinations, without their parents' consent. At the time, the Food and Drug Administration had just authorized the Pfizer vaccine for 12- to 17-year-olds, and one for the Moderna vaccine was soon to follow. Fiscus's firing came two days after a crowd at the Conservative Political Action Conference in Dallas cheered an announcement that the Biden administration hasn't achieved its goal of getting one dose of vaccine into 70% of Americans by July 4th. It also came three days after the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention relaxed the agency's previous guidelines about wearing masks inside school buildings. Add those events together, and they're a storm siren for the next COVID battle, this time over vaccinating children which will arrive as the virus's Delta variant advances and the school year is about to begin. Next, if you're a member of the U.S. military who's gotten friendly Facebook messages from private sector recruiters for months on end, suggesting a lucrative future in the aerospace or defense contractor industry, Facebook may have some bad news. On Thursday, the social media giant revealed that it has tracked and at least partially disrupted a long-running Iranian hacking campaign that used Facebook accounts to pose as recruiters, reeling in U.S. targets with convincing social engineering schemes before sending them malware-infected files or tricking them into submitting sensitive credentials to phishing sites. Facebook says that the hackers also pretend to work in the hospitality or medical industries, in journalism, or at NGOs or airlines, sometimes engaging their targets for months with profiles across several different social media platforms. And unlike some previous cases of Iranian state-sponsored social media catfishing that have focused on Iran's neighbors, this latest campaign appears to have largely targeted Americans, and to a lesser extent UK and European victims. And air travel used to have certain rhythms. 
Business travelers flew out on Monday mornings and back on Thursday evenings, filling pricier seats. Now, as more passengers are vaccinated and willing to travel, the airline industry is seeing green shoots. More than 2.1 million people traveled through U.S. airport security checkpoints on July 5th, nearly twice as many as last year. But that was still 20% fewer than in 2019. That doesn't mean that the pictures created by airlines' algorithms have gotten any clearer. Airlines are operating with less data and more uncertainty than usual, creating a complicated math problem. It's not just figuring out where people want to go and how much they'll pay. It's also making sure that the right-sized aircraft and full-rested crew are in the right place for takeoff. And the number crunchers who run their systems have found other ways to cope. Want more news you can use? Sign up for the Tech Into newsletter at wired.com tt. So if you ask anyone in the Wired newsroom, what's on your mind? Here's what some of us are thinking about. Big tech. The coronavirus pandemic. Climate change. Disinformation and election security. What policing should look like in the future. This is Get Wired. And I'm your host, Lauren Good. Every story about technology is really a story about people. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Get Wired. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.